and further left to go. A Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon fic. Written by Tofsla. Read by Dr. Fumbles McStupid. With the reading, general audiences. No archive warnings apply. And the relationship, Kayo Michiru, Tenno Haruka. Summary. Journeys, literal and figurative. Post-season S. They stop for a while besides a winding oak leading up to the mountains beyond the edge of the city and look out across it in silence together. The glowing network of lights that they've decided isn't for them right now. And the inch of space between them is the unspoken relief that it's over and the uneasy question of how long that will last. Haruka takes a deep breath of the clean, cool air and is amazed at how easy it is to breathe, how light she feels. The worry that's felt like it's trying to crush her for months now has finally let go. Machuru puts a light hand on her arm, fingers curling against her shirt, and Haruka shakes off her surprise, turns, smiles. Shall we go? Machuru asks. Yeah, Haruka says. Yeah, let's. They haven't made any kind of plan, and neither of them mentions that. The pull of a way was so strong, maybe even for Machuru too. Where to seemed less important. They drive west on small roads. It's only when they've booked themselves into a hotel, miles from anywhere, that talking about where they're going begins to seem like a possibility. But by then it's late, and they're tired, and it really hasn't been that long since the world almost ended. When Machuru kisses her, Haruka stops even considering the question. When and where are too abstract. Now is concrete, and she doesn't want it to end. You've come such a long way, Machuru says. Slides her fingers through Haruka's hair. Don't you think? We. Haruka mumbles sleepily. Hmm? We've come a long way. She says, a little bit more clearly, but not much. Because there hasn't been a single bit of coffee in her day so far. What's this about? Just thinking out loud. Machuru says mildly. And Haruka knows that she doesn't have the energy to push for the whole story this early in the day. She'll save it. Please tell me there's room service. She manages instead, and Machuru just laughs and stretches out a warm cup like a peace offering. Haruka accepts with, she thinks, remarkably good grace. What do we do now? She asks, hours later, sitting on the hotel's terrace and basking in increasingly warm sunlight. That depends on what you mean, Machuru teases, raises an eyebrow. I was thinking of taking a walk. No, I mean, the other thing. Anything you like. Everything we've never had time for. What have you been waiting to do? Be with you, Haruka thinks and can't say. At the next table, a group of older women are laughing together, well with an earshot. Travel, she says instead. She's always wanted to run and run, so fast that she became the wind. She's always wanted to go further and higher. It used to be running away. Maybe it still is, but she likes to think that it's running just for the pleasure of it. She wants to run with Machuru beside her, across the whole world. Machuru just says, I was thinking about America. Of course she was. Haruka runs faster, and Machuru is still a step ahead. Haruka laughs and hopes that Machuru can maybe see how much she loves her from her face alone. Perfect. But what did you mean this morning? She asks over tea the two of them sitting tired and relaxed on the broad bed, legs curled under them, the chairs and table by the window ignored. I used to think, Machuru says, and hesitates, 
I used to think that you'd run from me as soon as we didn't have a job to do together. You seem so... She shrugs. Haruka knows what she means. She seems scared, because she was. She was terrified, and she only used to know one way of dealing with terror. But she wasn't terrified of Machuru. Idiot, she says. That was in the very beginning, Machuru says softly. I don't think... not after. Haruka reaches out and brushes Machuru's hair back from her cheek, lets her hand linger. But I remembered it today, Machuru adds. It's true, you know. You have come a long way. Further than me. It's not a race, Haruka says. She means it to be affectionately teasing. But it's true, isn't it? They can race everyone else, but never each other. They can't help but match each other's pace. And Machuru has come just as far as she has, whatever she says. Maybe she doesn't know how scared she used to look. Maybe she thinks it doesn't show. It just makes Haruka want to hold her. There's a lot of affection that she's been holding pushed under the surface. She thinks, and wants to laugh at herself. She takes just long enough to lift Machuru's cup out of her hands and put it aside, and then they're collapsed together on the bed, laughing and kissing and laughing again. Haruka takes the window seat and sits and stares over the vanishing landscape. She's never been on a commercial flight before, never left the country. Where would she have got the money from before? And when would she have found the time, after? She thinks that the endless sprawl of buildings is Tokyo, but it might be somewhere completely different. She's cut loose from the ground and from her bearings, higher than she's ever flown before. This isn't cruising in a helicopter, low enough to see in through the windows of high-rise buildings. Somewhere down there, a home might be waiting for them. Not wood or stone, but maybe a group of people. A place where they're needed. When they're called, they'll have to take the shortest road to get there. But for now, they can take whatever long and twisting roads they like away from it, and know that it's still there waiting. She finds the thought more comforting than she expected. Both parts. The freedom and the sense of belonging. Matru takes her hand, and the plane banks, pulls away over the ocean, and all they can see is the sky 